hairdressing, business, beauty, products, people, interviews, fitness, health, well-being. I'm Nathan Plumridge and welcome to Hair Life. On this week's Hair Life, we are celebrating International Women's Day. My incredible guest is the very beautiful and highly talented managing director of L'Oreal Professional Products Division for the UK and Ireland, Beatrice Doutzenberg. So sit back and I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. So my guest today is Beatrice Doutzenberg. Beatrice is the Managing Director of L'Oreal Professional Products Division for UK and Ireland. Beatrice, welcome to Hair Life. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you very much, Nathan, for having me on this very important day. That oh, means a lot to me. It is my pleasure. As I said, I think when we spoke a minute ago, uh, I couldn't think of anybody that I wanted to start this day with. So um, we've got lots of questions and I know you're short for time. So I'm going to get cracking if that's okay with you. Yes, that's perfect. Right. So Beatrice, where do we start? I've been looking through you. I've been writing notes and, and I've got a whole list here. Um, so it's International Women's Day and clearly you are a very successful international woman, but you're also the mum of three children. Now, I'm always fascinated by how successful women manage their family lives and create balance between that. What is your secret? What do you do to achieve that? Great. Oh, great question, Nathan. And you know what? I get asked a lot this question by younger women. So let me uh, break, uh, break a, myth, uh, a myth, you know, like uh, there is never a perfect balance, uh, you know, between the both. And I think this is a secret. You know, when I was um, a young mother, you know, and a young leader, uh, I tried to be um, doing everything perfectly. And what I realized is that it brings a, a lot of tensions. Uh, as soon as I realized that, um, uh, you know, uh, just doing the best I could, uh, whether it was at home and mm -hmm. at work, uh, I think it changed uh, totally. So for me, you know, even the balance when you are in a bike, in fact, you are always moving and there is always this uh, little, uh, you know, um, movement to do to always mm -hmm. adapt. So I think it's a great goal, but uh, it's never perfect. And I think this is the beauty of it. The other thing that I learned is that um, it's all about your team. You know, it's the same that in salon, in a way, it's the same that at work, you know, I really believe in the power of dream team. Uh, whether it's a dream team at the office, you know, to help me, uh, you know, sometimes I have to go to a school concert or, or to any event and it's the same when I need to go to work event, uh, you know, I can count on my husband or, or I can count about, uh, uh, on an organization, you know, that's set up uh, so that, you know, uh, things are going well from both sides. So I believe in the power of dream team. And I think uh, it's all about uh, choosing the people you have around you uh, sure. and uh, celebrating them. Definitely. It's one of those, it's interesting. Obviously, you know, you're married with your children. Do you find your support network obviously with your husband works really well? Because I know it's something that me and my wife, uh, I think that's probably what's enabled us to both run successful businesses uh, is the fact that we are there 100% to support each other. 
Wow, Nathalie, you are a true inspiration. And actually, this is my advice for men or women uh, willing to succeed uh, or, or trying to do their best because, uh, you know, we never know, you know, in, in both mm -hmm. ways. I think it's um, uh, it, it's very important. You know, I'm happy to have a husband that uh, support me as much as I support him. He's an entrepreneur. He has a coffee, you know. Uh, COVID, for example, has not been easy. He's been opening every day, you know, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes alone because his staff uh, couldn't work at the beginning of the pandemic and uh, we try to help each other and I think it's something uh, I was lucky you know as a kid to have a, a father and mother both uh, taking care of me and uh, I think it's, it's it's a gift you know to have a uh, help it could be a mother a grandmother it could be a grandfather it could be friends uh, what I think is that it's hard to do it alone so yeah. don't hesitate to ask help another thing I learned you know at the beginning I try to do everything alone and uh, it was quite a disaster so uh, by asking help by uh, trusting others empowering them i think uh, life is much easier and more beautiful it is well, sometimes we need we forget we need to ask for help and not be afraid to do that exactly. thank you for that one and um, so you have now so i'm just going through so you i've got loads of lists here as i said you <laughs> have um in terms of the business like what are the biggest challenges that you face for such a top role working for effectively one of the biggest companies in the world as a group what are the sort of real challenges that you face um so i think one of the uh, challenge you know i have the first one i set myself is a uh, um to develop the team to their best potential. Uh, i have a passion for uh, individual and for uh, finding what people are good at and helping them to dial up the volume on their strengths uh, helping them uh, you know um share their goal and reach their goal. So uh, my first challenge, I must say, uh, is and will always be the development of people around me. This is what gives me joy in life. And this is why I love so much this industry, which is all about people development. The second one is, uh, of course, you know, when you inherit these beautiful brands, you know, um, that are uh, sometimes like L'Oréal Professionnel, uh, 100 years old, is how do you keep them uh, relevant? Mm -hmm. How do you project them, you know, uh, in the future while keeping their heritage? It's always a fine balance. We talk about balance. And it all starts with curiosity, understanding, you know, around us uh, here in the UK and in Ireland, what is starting, grabbing these trends and seeing how we can together translate them in salon to shape the future of this industry. So this is what keeps me awake. And the third thing is, of course, after two tough years, and I must admit, mm -hmm. I've, I've been spending 20 years in this industry and the last two years has been the hardest, uh, is how do we keep feeding, nurturing the future of the industry. You know, I hear salon owner, how do you attract, uh, you know, new talents? How do you retain your, 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 your staff? You know, uh, what service exclusive to salon we can bring while understanding the customer needs? Uh, this is not always easy. And this is what makes the beauty of our job uh, that we actually, uh, you know, share. It's a challenge we share together. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing about the last couple of years, probably within the industry, is that in a way it's kind of brought the industry together you know, exactly. more. Um, and actually a lot of those challenges, it's probably the first time that we faced it together, you know, and actually you're so right about developing people because I think in order to achieve kind of future success and stay current, it is a hundred percent about developing your team on every level. And um, alongside that, there also comes a lot of pressure and what do you find are like tips that you that really help you to deal with 
basically being within a pressurized, you know, role. And I'm sure probably, you know, coming out of COVID, the pressure taps were probably really turned up because the industry had shifted and pivoted. So what are your sort of tips and things that you suggest that help you? Right. So first, you know, I've been swimming uh, 12 years at the national level when I was younger. And I think sport helped me mm-hmm. uh, to learn live with pressure. And uh, I learned to find energy, uh, you know, into uh, this pressure. So um, the first thing is, is not something I don't like. Uh, it's it's even something sometimes that uh, helped me to push me, uh, to push my limits. Uh, so this is the first thing. So how do I do? I think um, I try to step back. Um, I try to pause. I try to breathe. I um, also believe in the power of collective intelligence. So again, when I started my career, I uh, was stuck alone, you know, in front of my computer, trying to find alone the answer. Uh, the more I grew, the more I was comfortable to ask help. And that's why we believe in the power of um, diverse team at L'Oréal. The more diverse is your team, um, it, it could be diversity of personality, diversity of origin, diversity of genders. Um, the more diverse is your team, the more you have different point of view on one complex topic. Uh, and then when we face this complex topic, uh, I think what I like to do is to build different scenarios. Um, sometimes it's not uh, either black or white, it's more uh, building different scenarios, evaluating the pros and cons, and then being confident that we take the best option. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, how I uh, manage uh, how I manage pressure. Then I believe it's all about uh, balancing. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know you, but uh, me, uh, what, what I found out is uh, when I have a good night of sleep, uh, mm-hmm. when I have time to go, and it's not always uh, swimming in the morning, uh, you know, when I have my little walk uh, in the park with the sun rising, you know what? I feel much better uh, to take any challenge in a day. Well, in the contrary, I don't take care, uh, you know, the day where you don't take care of yourself, you don't eat well, you don't sleep, uh, you have uh, some, uh, you know, uh, personal issue or, or bigger issue because we all face in our personal life, you know, uh, we could face some tough challenge too. Um, it's become harder. So um, I think it's very important when uh, we know that we are going to face more stressful period to recenter on ourselves, to take care of ourselves. And then asking help again, you know, or we really can find the best solution. Because so, the, uh, the health benefit for me is one of the my biggest things. Um, without running, weight training, being outside by the beach, those are those are three factors that change. And sleep, you're so right about sleep. Um, I've done quite a lot of interviews in the last couple of weeks where we've really discussed sleep in quite a, a large way because actually it's amazing in the salon how many people I speak to daily who just don't sleep particularly well. And yes. the impact is huge absolutely huge and and getting people to actually change their nighttime routine so they can really focus on having seven or eight hours of great you know sleep definitely makes a difference when you're dealing with a lot of pressure so there's some lovely things that you've said there um now you're one of uh two female directors for l'oreal is that right yeah exactly um, i have a colleague in uh, the cosmetic actives that work with the doctors actually fantastic so there's two of you within l'oreal and um, as a company, they kind of probably break the norm in terms of women to men ratio. Is that right? 
Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, uh, uh, for sure, we have a we have a high uh, percentage, you know, of uh, of women. We have a 54 percent, you know, uh, of a general manager in the UK on islands that are women. Uh, we have a, a very good ratio, and we have been recognized globally uh, for the key position held by a woman. So, uh, for sure, you know, we have. A, I feel lucky uh, to work at L'Oréal in a company that uh, do a lot for women. You know, uh, from the moment I start my career to my maternity leave where I get uh, extra months, you know, uh, to take care of the baby. And I think what um, helped me the most is, um, I think, the learning experience and mentoring that I benefit from. So um, I attend um, one uh, one training, you know, where we talk about uh, glass ceiling, you know, I was not of, even aware of this work before I went there, uh, where I hear about uh, authentic leadership. Uh, you don't have to behave like a man, dress like a man, put your hair like a man uh, to succeed. You can be yourself. And it took me a lot of time to understand that. I learned about um, mentoring. So I would uh, invite everyone that is listening here, men or women, one thing, if you want to help women and girls, just start to do one thing, start to mentor someone. It could be a girl at, uh, you know, at, at, at school. Uh, it could be someone at university, someone in salon. Uh, but start by mentoring someone. And if there could be one decision and action taken after this podcast, uh, I think the mentoring piece uh, is the one that changed the most my life. And I'm really grateful. You know, one of my mentors is uh, Natalie Ross. Uh, she used to be the global president of the division. And um, she, she gave me so much. Uh, she teach me so much. Uh, she gave me uh, her trust and uh, I think it's something we need to uh, give and that mm. I try to give uh, to women today. I also think that networking is very important. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been part of this uh, McKinsey Remarkable Women uh, group and uh, I've been um, lucky enough to listen to a lot of uh, other British women in other industries. And I know that women like uh, Helen Ward, actually, that you are seeing this week, mm -hmm. uh, are part of this uh, Women in Leadership program uh, across industries. And I would encourage everyone to do the same. Uh, and in this network, you have men and women, uh, which is great because we need you. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, to support you, uh, to support us, to sponsor us, to believe in us. I think the mentoring thing, that that is, it's interesting because I do kind of a lot of self-mentoring, but there's that thing obviously within our apprenticeships and we do that. But actually, it is just kind of bringing out the best version of people, isn't it? I would love it, Natal. You need to tell me what is self-mentoring because I'm quite passionate about the Well, I, well I, I think I've done that thing for quite a while now. Where I, started, I started listening to Tony Robbins. So Tony Robbins was like one of my first kind of things. And I got into like Dean Grosny. And then I started to kind of go through the list. And then a lot of it was actually voicing my own thoughts in, and actually, I think it's something we don't do. Sometimes we we keep things in. We don't actually express them. And then I then started journaling. So my wife started, she's, I mean, she's incredible. She's an incredible woman, incredible businesswoman. And she was like, Nathan, you need to get this stuff out of your head and get it down onto paper. And then once I started getting it down onto paper, I actually started to kind of use that as my own way of mentoring, because I think we do keep so much inside ourselves. And I mean, I probably look like an idiot because sometimes I talk to myself no. quite vocally. I mean, it's know? amazing. This is the best. Uh, so, I, I mean, you are touching one of the, the topics that I'm more fond of, you know, in my role is uh, mm -hmm. um, is how you can lead being yourself. And, uh, and for that, it's very important to take time to mm -hmm. think and uh, to do this kind of deep dive into ourselves yeah. to understand truly, truly, you know, um, I believe in understanding who we are to know what to do. 
You know, I have a lot of friends. Uh, okay, I'm 40s. Uh, what I'm going to do in life? Uh, first, let's pause and uh, let's pause and reflect. Uh, who do we want to be? You know, who are we? You know, uh, where do we come from? Uh, what are our dreams? And what is the first step to reach this dream? So uh, I love this idea of, of journal, you know, and it's something they teach us a lot actually in this woman uh, in leadership program. Oh, really? is a journaling actually and taking a pen and crafting your dreams, crafting your trophy. So uh, not mine's always me. <laughs> oh my God. I really don't. Next time it's me interviewing you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, it's interesting as well. So in terms of like journaling as well, do you meditate? Do you meditate at all? Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I do, I do, uh, I do in, at different moments. So, uh, morning when I wake up, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just looking at the sky, uh, sometimes blue, sometimes raining, but whatever happened, it's a good moment. Cause I yeah. realize, thank you. I am alive. And, um, how I receive, you know, each day as a gift, uh, and each morning I, I'm like, wow, I have a treasure of a day. And, uh, what can I do, uh, you know, uh, to impact, uh, the people of, uh, mm -hmm. the life of people around me. So then I have, um, different moments, so moments with uh, my kids at night. So before going to bed, Uh, you know, after um, after thinking of all uh, the person we love in our life and the people that face difficulty in their life, uh, we do meditation, sometimes even uh, some breathing exercise, which mm -hmm. I love, actually. Um, and um, the last, the another moment where I meditate is uh, when I do sports. So whether it's swimming, uh, yeah. whether it's um, running, whether it's cycling, you know, some people talk about uh, cyclosophy, you know, like you do cycling yeah. and philosophy at <laughs> the same time. Uh, I, I truly love that. So, uh, yes, uh, I think uh, posing, uh, you know, I'm someone that like to go fast, but like also moment of a big disconnection, no technology, uh, just uh, being focused on uh, on ourselves, on the world. And I think this is what uh, gives me a, a lot of energy and also a capacity to be truly present where, with the people I, I, I meet in the day. You know, I, I really believe in the power of uh, of listening and being with the people that are with us every day. All in. I always call it being all in. All in. Know? I love it. All, all in. in. It's just like, I'm going to give you all my attention Yeah. And nothing else, you know, around me is going to distract me. And I think that's, yeah. that's something that probably a lot of us don't do now. Yeah, even myself, you know, I sometimes cut myself and then I remind myself back uh, this, um, this quote from a woman I met in one of these cycles. Beatrice, you have to listen as if you had ears all over your bodies. I like that. And I'm going to write that down. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite efficient to listen as if we had ears all over our body because actually you know now that we are finally back at the office you know with no screen what i love is uh, to you know with the body of someone you can cap so more signal than just with uh, you know this part of our, of, 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 of our face you know so i think it's great for communication and connection for sure so here we are we've been talking about obviously the two of you at l'oreal and um, i looked at some statistics the other day and there was basically within the uk it's only eight percent of women make it to kind of ceo positions um do you think there's something that we can do to to increase that do you think there's something that you know women can do more or do you think as a society we can do more because i think you know if you look at let's just take we're not going to get political but look at things at the minute the world would be quite a different place if there were probably more female ceos i think 
Yes, um, yes, yes, I agree. CEOs, yeah. or in, I think you were referring to government. I truly believe this is true. Uh, whether it's in government, whether in arts, whether it's in politics, whether it's, uh, it's in business, I truly believe in the power of diversity. Mm. And, you know, it's not just a personal belief. We have statistics that shows that uh, companies that have more women in their board, uh, more women, uh, you know, in the leadership team, uh, achieve uh, uh, better performance. And it's not true just for women, actually. It's true for more diversity also uh, in, in any sense. Why? Because when you have diverse point of view, uh, you take better decisions. So it's very simple. So, uh, yes, of course, I'm, uh, I think 8% it's too low. And that, uh, of course, we have all together to make it change. Uh, it's extremely important to make it change. What can we do, you know, as a, as a society to make it change? Um, so, you know, I've been reading a lot of the topic and I believe uh, uh, it starts uh, when kids are, when, when girls, you know, are in school, uh, I think it's breaking, uh, you know, you love sport, Nathan, I, I know that. Yeah. But one of the examples I, I was shown, you know, when I was in this leadership training is um, when a boy, you know, launch a ball, we ask them, uh, launch hard the ball and the girl, uh, you know, we don't push them too much. And actually uh, starting from a young age to show, the, to show the girls that they have strengths. Mm. that they can be strong. I think it, it's a gift uh, to do also uh, uh, to girls. And then is how do we, you know, um, uh, have uh, new role models uh, that can inspire the new generation, of course. I think it's uh, quite important. Uh, I, I believe in the power of mentoring, of sponsoring, which is something else, you know. Sponsoring mm. is having yeah. someone that supports your career, that helps you reach your different steps, uh, that is activating its network for you. So something that women um, wear in the past, you know, less good at is networking. Uh, it's quite important. Another thing is I realize that it's still true today. You know, when I have an interview uh, to meet a young generation of people, you have more often men that say, I want to be a CEO than a woman. And I think it's very important that uh, women are comfortable with having high ambition and dream. Yeah, uh, for sure. And you know, it, it, there is nothing wrong about that. It's about ambition to have an impact in the world we live in. Uh, and I think, uh, yes, uh, women, uh, as men, as well as men, you know, uh, has, a, has a strong role to play. Yeah, I think so. And it's something, I mean, predominantly, obviously, I work in, you know, I've got 30 female staff. So it's, I'm very, I'm sort of surrounded by it, but it's something that I think I see it when I look, when I look at my wife and I see her sort of daily and just her enthusiasm for building. Uh, and she has an all you know, female team of recruiters and she's very focused on each and every one of them being that, that best version, but also just what she can do to kind of really lift them and take them up. And I, and just going back to some of your mentoring sort of sponsoring, um, I think actually you're probably right. We probably all need to do that more because we probably all have somebody around us that actually with a little bit of help could probably achieve some incredible things. Um, I love that. Now, just talking about... Defense. You're right, Nathan, you're touching a very important uh, topic, which is uh, self-confidence, mm. you know, and uh, because of this... I don't know why, but because of this uh, constant quest for perfection, uh, I see women being too tough on themselves. And I think the most powerful that a woman needs to tell more themselves is, I am enough. Yeah. I am exactly. enough. And uh, I think this is, uh, this is uh, they have all it takes, you know, to succeed and to achieve their goal. And the more people can repeat that, uh, you know, the more. The better. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, we 
we never give enough feedback, you know, uh, and it could be, of course, uh, feedback to grow, but feedback, uh, also positive feedback. And uh, so it's one thing we can do to, to help, uh, you know, people grow. I think it's, uh, it's providing feedback. Yeah, on both levels as well, positive and exactly. negative. And I think, exactly. and I think that's you know, as again, I think I hate that word negativity because I think actually it's just an emotion. Um, actually, nothing's really negative. It's just an it's emotion. It's a growth. It's have. a growth. It's a feedback to growth. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, it's it's one of those. Take just following that on. Like, what advice would you give to like young, inspiring women who are in business? So. Um... I will tell them to be curious. Uh, I think in every business, we never ask enough questions to the experts and the people that have, uh, uh, you know, more experience, you know, around us. Uh, uh, we never look enough around, you know, sometimes we are stuck on our, on our, on our daily tasks. So I think uh, being curious is one. Um, I think the second one um, will be to work. Like there is no secret for men and women. I think uh, when you choose to do something, do it fully, be dedicated, work. And, uh, you know, as a former, uh, you know, uh, a swimmer, I, 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 I believe in the power of effort and work uh, to grow your capacity. You know, I see, uh, I see us as a kind of a corporate athlete. And it's true that, uh, you know, sometimes the more you work, the more you can develop the fantastic uh, skills that you have. So I believe in the power of work. Um, I believe in the power of uh, mentoring, asking very early someone to mentor you. You understand me with this one. And allowing yourself uh, to dream big and to be bold. You know, I think uh, because of the lack of self-confidence I had when I started, I had a lot of uh, ideas that I could have pushed further or that I could say, but I was afraid. So um, go for it. Go for your idea. Uh, be bold. It's okay if you do mistake. It's okay. It can't be always uh, always good, but uh, be bold. You know, I think it's something that I will tell myself and tell people around me um, if, if it was to start again. <laughs> I love that. I love being bold. I think it's one of those. Again, I think fear is the thing that stops people, isn't it? You know, a hundred percent, like, you know, actually nothing's really that scary. That's, that's the thing I've always found. Like we get moments where we hold ourselves back, but actually when you do it and I don't know about you, cause you're, you're, you're a keen runner as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've done, you know, a Great Wall of China marathon and quite a few ultra marathons. You run faster than I do, but it's okay. We all have our pace. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it, But it's one of those that I think like me and my wife do a lot of this together. And it's one of those things that we will always say, actually, the kind of the journey of getting to it. Actually, when you do it again, that's actually quite easy. Um, it's actually quite a simple, simple thing. But actually, it's it's getting to it and not being afraid of taking that big step. So I think fear is definitely what holds a lot of people back. And I think probably that is something that holds a lot of women back. Generally. Yeah, you're totally right. So as a team, again, to unleash the power of a team and the power of individual, one thing that we have invested quite a lot of time on with, um, with the leadership team of this division is um, our cycle of values, you know. Uh, so what do I need to feel around me to be truly myself? So uh, some people say, uh, and I, I'm sure they would be okay for me to share, um, they need time. For example, so in order to be myself, I, you know, I need time. I need your time, you know, uh, to connect. They need trust. They need freedom. They need laugh, you know. Um, and we we have set up a kind of a cycle of values. And and when you you put and you build as a team this cycle of values, I think um, you find that you can 
do error, that you can be vulnerable. vulnerable. And I think this is when you can start to be bold, dare more, uh, you know, be okay with not being perfect all the time. Uh, it's kind of um, a movement of uh, freedom, you know, for, for our true self. And I think it's something yeah. that as leaders, uh, you know, I'm here I'm calling uh, all uh, managers, leaders of salon, it could be parents also. Um, we never spend enough time uh, to create this uh, psychological safety, uh, you know, space for people to be themselves uh, in a space where they can really flourish as they are. Do you think that's interesting? Uh, do you think that's sometimes like a generational thing? I'm reading this really brilliant book at the minute um, and it's called Not Everybody Gets a Trophy and so much of it is focused on the sort of millennial generation and the Gen Zs and now we've got this new woke generation and stuff like that. I was, I, it, you're, you know, you're a similar age. I was sort of brought up with that view that we were left you to You must be devices. younger than me, Nathan. No, you must I'm be an old bloke. Younger. I'm an old bloke, I am. <laughs> You're a young, beautiful woman. I'm young. I'm older than you, I think. And I've, I got this stage where I, I realised that I was left to suit literally my own devices. But then there was that phase of the, the real parent, sort of helicopter parenting that's kind of gone on. And you can see with this generation, and I employ you know, a lot of them that actually they have so much potential, but they are also incredibly high maintenance as well. And if we manage them right, if we lead them right, actually, they're going to be some of the probably the, the most incredible entrepreneurs ever. And I think we're seeing that more and more every day that actually, you know, when you look at like the biggest YouTube millionaires now or whatever, they mm -hmm. they are finding different ways to do different things and be incredibly successful. Um, but actually I'm quite focused on like my children, you know, as seven and nine, I'm trying to give them a bit of both where I'm trying to give them a lot of freedom, but at the same time, I, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that they're, you know, they're safe. Um, and I think it's something that probably within business, we need to try and manage, you know, more. Wow. Do you get hands on with a lot of your team? Yeah. But I love what you say, you know, it's kind of a freedom within a frame. We call it freedom within a frame, uh, you know, uh, at L'Oréal. So um, L'Oréal DNA is all about entrepreneurship and, and, and you know, the, 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 the capacity you can have to bring new ideas on the table and to build your project. So, of course, we cultivate that. It's true that we also need uh, to sometimes put a frame uh, you know and uh, i think it's uh, it's very important for the for the young generation uh, to to flourish i hear that that a lot you know like uh, sometimes how they, uh, people saying oh they have been raised differently or they, but then you know what uh, to tell you the truth i read a lot of books and um, and history and i realized that at every generation yeah. for the last 1000 years Every generation says that the young generation was totally unmanageable, uncontrollable. <laughs> uh, like you, like you, you know, I'm more positive. You know, I'm on the positive side, on the optimist side. You know, the people, uh, they are fantastic people. I meet whether it's in salon or here at the office. Um, they have, uh, they are digital native. You know, they, they are like, like you say. You know, they have. Uh, this is a world, you know, full opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, they have uh, in their uh, DNA, you know, this uh, care for the planet and care for the others. 
um, they are more interested, uh, they are really interested by, um, by values and uh, having a positive impact in the world, which is why hairdressing is a, yeah, is a great place for it. Career for all this new generation, because mm. you have the best of all of it. You can earn good money. You can have a positive impact on the planet. You can um, take care of people and uh, uh, impact local communities. So of course, hairdressing is a, is a fantastic career that for me meets absolutely well. You know yeah. the aspiration of the generation that is coming, and um, and and that we we will have to help to raise uh, the challenge of our times, which are which are quite important. Let's face yeah. it. Yeah, aren't they just? So before I enter the final five, I always wow. the final five I questions. Get, I get scared. I get scared, Nathan. I get scared. <laughs> You'll be fine. Um, with International Women's Day, what would be your message for 2022? So I think um, for 2022, as uh, yeah. we are entering, you know, uh, this International Women Day, I have different wishes. Uh, my first wish is that um, I, I wish every uh, girl and uh, woman to be safe. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you, you know, we talk about how important is it, uh, uh, you know, to to feel safe to develop a career. I think having access to education, uh, living in, in a country where you can be safe, you know, is a is the first thing I truly wish deeply inside, you know, um, for, for the women, uh, you know, all over the world. So first thing. The second thing is uh, I would love to continue to see a lot of women in hairdressing and women in science. So I, I, I'm not sure if you're aware, Nathan, but uh, um, uh, I think with the climate uh, challenge we are facing, the world needs more women in science. Why? Mm -hmm. Because talk about it. When you have diversity, uh, you have a better performance. Uh, and I believe we need to join our forces uh, to find, uh, you know, scientific solution uh, to the climate change. Um, and and L'Oréal, you know, I, I, it's one of the L'Oréal program I love the most. It's called L'Oréal uh, with uh, the UNESCO. And uh, to help with the fact that only 4% of women, you know, are, are part of the Nobel Prize, you know, in science, you know. Wow. Uh, I believe we can do better on this one. Uh, it's been 20 years we have been given a fellowship and uh, supporting women in science that work in every field. And each year I go to the ceremony, um, two years in a row here uh, at the Parliament, uh, you know, in London. Um, I'm really impressed uh, by the level, you know, uh, of ambition, of impact, uh, the innovation of this woman. So um, it's something Thing, uh, you know that I wish, and then of course um, um, for for 2022, I, I wish one thing. You know, is um, men and women in addressing to be successful and women to be back in salon. So a message to all women listening to us, whether they work in hairdressing industry or not. Uh, did you know that 74% of women? feel better when they go uh, into a salon. And, uh, and you know, whether you have a job interview, an important meeting, uh, whether you are seeing back your friend, you know, at all this moment of our life, if you want to take the most of it, nothing is better than starting by a visit in salon. So uh, this is what I wish for the International Women's Day. I love that. See, did you hear that, ladies? Get yourself <laughs> back in the salons. Look good, feel good. It's going to really help you. Love that, Beatrice. Exactly. Right, final five. Okay. So, uh, the biggest thing that you think you've learned in the last 12 months? So, the biggest thing uh, I learned in the last 12 months, I think, uh, would be make time for what matters. So, uh, we have read a book uh, called Make Time for What Matters, uh, and it changed my daily routine, you know, starting every day 
with a highlight and being laser focus, you know, on one goal by day. I think it's uh, very precious. It could be a uh, make time for what matters in my professional life, but also personal life. Love that. That's great. Uh, that probably follows into this question nicely. What's the first thing you do in the morning and the last thing you do before you go to bed? Okay, so the first thing I do in the morning, uh, we talk about it, is uh, looking outside, uh, you know, at the sky and uh, being grateful for being alive and um, wondering, you know, uh, how could I impact positively uh, the world in the day? And actually, it closed well the loop because this is how we finish the day with my kids, um, having in our thoughts, you know, all our family, friends, you know, and people around us. Uh, thinking of people that need help and uh, also finishing by this quote, you know, uh, let's make the, ma the world better, you know. I repeat this sentence with them since they are born and I believe it's during 20 years, every night before they go to bed, I educate them and uh, tell them, uh, let's make the world better. Yeah. I hope they will make it as a core value for their life and I think it's a way to make them happier also because they have the control to contribute, you know, uh, and to make things move. Fantastic. Love that. Um, favorite piece of advice and possibly worst piece of advice you've ever had. <laughs> okay. So the best one is uh, someone that I received from a L'Oreal leader uh, early in my career. Ask feedback. So every time I was doing a presentation, um, everything I do, you know, I try to ask feedback. Um, I know I can ask even more. Uh, so uh, it's something I always work on 20 years in the making. Mm -hmm. But what I know is I will never be in this position today if I didn't have the chance to have people that uh, give me what I was doing well and what I could improve. So I'm thankful for the feedback. Uh, and for all the people that gave me feedback, whether it's a client, you know, and partner, whether it's uh, people around me at the office uh, or at home, you know, I think uh, feedback is the best gift uh, we can give to people. The worst piece of advice I receive, and it's a personal, you know, because some people, uh, you know, may think it's a, it's a good advice, but um, was kind of um, the idea that I couldn't be myself, uh, you know, uh, to do this role and that I would have to uh, adopt some code, um, you know, like uh, be a boss, uh, lead like a boss. Uh, mm -hmm. um, you have... Uh, you can't show your emotions. You, you, have, to yeah. you have to be 100% in control of everything. Uh, you can't be really uh, who you are. And it's something that really hurt me and make me uh, do mistakes at the beginning. Uh, and then I, I trust my gut, you know, it took time. I listened to other feedback. And um, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm not convinced that uh, the best way we can lead is by being ourselves, not trying to look like uh, other boss or other leaders because each of us are our, our own way. Yep. Hugely, hugely. And that's actually, do you know, what I think as a boss, I think actually showing genuine emotion is actually really good. I think it's a great thing. It's always been something I think I've tried. I love that. And um, what's one thing you can't live without? So I can't live uh, without people, like uh, people, you know, uh, people, uh, you know, it, it could be my family, my friends, it could be uh, people in the industry that I truly love. And then if I had to uh, go on an, an island and I couldn't bring people, uh, I will take uh, music and uh, books because uh, uh, both of them, you know, feed me. Uh, you know, I do gymnastics uh, when I can and find time uh, for the body, but I, I am a big, uh, I love also feeding uh, my, my brain um, with stories, with music, with art. And it's really uh, important for my, uh, for my well-being and my joy. 
I love that joy. See, I love that word. Um, and one rule that you think we should maybe all abide by. Oh, wow. Is that, uh, that, um, so, um, I don't know uh, how uh, to express it well in English. Uh, no uh, I have the sentence in English, but uh, I think it's uh, something that to be to 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 do with uh, optimism. Like uh, I think that uh, yes, uh, life is tough. Uh, yes, we face challenge, but uh, I, I have uh, personally a, a true belief, you know, in human being, in our capacity to face challenge together. Uh, even those that we are facing uh, for the moment. Um, so, um, yes, I, I would say uh, trust, trust yourself, trust the human being, uh, and let's, uh, you know, act together, you know, uh, as a team of humans, you know, to solve the challenge of our time. So uh, this is how I would like uh, to finish. And because it's uh, International Women's Day, uh, um, I will just uh, tell uh, the woman listening to the podcast, uh, dream big and go for your dream. Love that. Absolutely fantastic, Beatrice. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Where can people find you? Where where can people interact with you? Are you on social media? Do you, where's the best place to find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram with my name or on LinkedIn. I will, I will be a, it will be a pleasure. And I thought this is how uh, you know we reconnect, of course, on top of our business life. So uh, <laughs> uh, fantastic. And uh, myself, you know, for sure, uh, I will continue to follow her life uh, with uh, Nathan Plumridge because uh, I really love, you know, the, the interaction, you know, uh, you have, you know, in an authentic way. And uh, we can't wait to see your wife on the podcast, Nathan. Yeah, you, you well, she, she's coming on for an interview this month. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that bit. Um, so Beatrice thank you for coming on the show it's been absolutely amazing it's been an absolute pleasure um, I think I'm, I'd probably love to get a part two in with you at some point because I think there's <laughs> probably a lot more that we could talk about um, thank you for coming on again and I will talk to you very very soon talk to you soon Natal.